Sunday morning, you're listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio, here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire to inform and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer. Access previous podcasts of this broadcast, or you can even now access and download this podcast in iTunes. There is also information to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or even sponsor this show. Visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We would love to hear from from you. Sunday morning. Good Sunday morning. So LJ Renee, you know, I was thinking about something that impacts all of our lives from time to time, unfortunately impacting some more than others on a more frequent basis. And that is the distractions of life that come to snuff out and drown out the very voice of God to make our hearing of his spirit dull so that we can't fully understand and perceive what the Lord is saying unto us. When you think about distractions, it is what keeps you from being able to focus keenly on what the Lord is saying. I liken it unto us trying to listen and fine tune into a radio station. If you turn the dial to 107.1 FM as we pray all are doing this morning, then you can hear with clarity what you and I are saying today. But if you go to 107. A half, then you hear fuzziness and you hear background noise. If you go to 107.2, you might not hear us at all, or we might not be so clear. You've got to get the dial tuned exactly, precisely to the right station that you might hear with clarity what we are saying. Even so, in the supernatural, you've got to be attuned to what the Lord is saying, not listening to the distractions on the left or on the right, but keeping your spiritual ears attuned to what thus saith the Lord, focusing only on what the Lord is saying and drowning out all the other distractions that come to keep you from hearing what God is trying to say to you. And when you're talking about that frequency, another thing that I thought about, even on my way here, you could have it tuned to the right station, but sometimes you go to another area and that fuzz begin to start switching from one radio to another. You might might be listening to something smooth and sweet, but then all of a sudden you get to a certain hard spot, rock. then it comes to hard rock. And so you have to be in that position you really stay in the place. to hear the word of the Lord because uh, of distractions. That's the purpose of it is to distract, is to take you away from the focus of uh, of God, basically, or, or what you were thinking about before. It, distractions come in order to draw you. It comes to draw draw you away and then the scripture it says this it says if you draw nigh to me I'll draw nigh to you but distractions come to draw you away from the king it comes to draw you away from the Lord Jesus Christ so we have to really think about it on that that line that we have to be in position 
to hear. And sometimes that is a quiet place. I mean, God can speak through some noise now, but you're tuned into him. And that is so good because it, it really gets right down to your relationship with him. And are you tuned and attuned into what he is saying to you? So being in position allows us to hear what the Lord is saying. And when you are out of position, it takes you out of the frequency and the ability to hear what God is saying. It's not that he stops speaking is that you are no longer in the proper position to hear what the Lord is saying unto you. So I love the fact that God is kind enough to speak into the hearts of men. He takes pleasure in communing with us, but we do have to present to him a vessel that can hear what he is saying unto us and remove all the distractions. There are so many scriptures in the Bible that talk about distractions because I believe that nearly every person in scripture at some point or another Mm. was tempted with some type of distraction except Jesus. I mean, Mm -hmm. because the Bible says we are tempted when we are led away of our own lust, enticed and led away of our own lust. That's that lust moving you out of position. If you, if you surrender to it, it moves you from the place that you are supposed to be in God and takes you out of position to hear what the Lord is saying to you. But one of the scriptures that exemplifies the distractions that come to, to pull us away from where we should be in God so clearly is in Matthew 14 and you know it very well we have talked about it many times on the program I believe but in Matthew 14 is the account of Jesus when he comes walking on the water to the disciples that are in the ship in verse 24 it says but the ship was now in the midst of the sea tossed Mm. with waves for the wind was contrary and in the fourth watch of the night Jesus went unto the disciples walking on the sea and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea they were troubled and said is it a spirit and they cried out for fear but straightway Jesus spake to them saying be of good cheer it is I be not afraid remember he didn't give you a spirit of fear Mm. and Peter answered him and said Lord if it be you then bid me come to you on the water and Jesus said come and when Peter was come down out of the ship he walked on the water to go to Jesus but when he saw the wind boisterous he was afraid and beginning to sink he cried saying Lord save me and so that tells us how Peter did what no man saved Jesus had done before as recorded in scripture anyway and he's walking on the water but he then also becomes distracted the other disciples were already distracted because they saw the winds and the waves and they were even distracted by the figure of Jesus walking on the water but Peter was able to overcome that and ask Jesus to bid him come and he got out of the ship and was with willing to put his faith into action and walk on the water. But then, you know, like all of us, the temptation of distraction hits us with the things that are going on around us. The wind was so boisterous, the scripture says, that it pulled away his attention from focusing on Jesus. And as soon as he took his eyes off of Jesus, as the scripture said, he began to sink. And so those are the kinds of things that distract us, the winds, the contrary winds of life. 
life, the things that are so loud in your mind, you are facing sickness or illness or disease, and the, the noise sounds like this, you're going to die. Your grandmother died with that. Your brother died with that. There's no way you're going to be healed. You should have caught it sooner. Uh, you, those are the kinds of distractions, the boisterous mm. winds that come, and you know these are the kinds of things we face. You, you might have a bill due, and the kind of noise you hear is that you don't have enough money. You don't know anyone to get the money from. Mm-hmm. Um, you are struggling to make ends meet. Uh, you, you're running out of money every week, and this is it's just a matter of time before the, the notice, you know, before they come turn the thing off or repossess the property. That's the kind of noise that we hear. Absolutely. And you know, when you were talking about the account where Peter was walking on water and then uh, he began to sink because he got distracted by the strong wind. And the Bible says that he was frightened as he began to sink. He shouted, Lord, save me. But this is what got my attention. It said at once Jesus reached out his hand, called him and asked him uh, and asked him, you who have so little faith, why did you doubt? And that's what the distraction comes to do. It comes to, to cause you to doubt the word of God, the word that he's spoken to you, the promises that he's given to you, the word that you're trying to hold on to that's written in the word about healing, you know, that with your stripes, Lord, I am healed. That's what the distraction comes is to draw you away. And in Proverbs 4, 4 and 25, it says, look straight ahead and Fix your eyes on what lies before you. Basically, he's saying, keep your eyes on me. And it reminds me of the time that when the synagogue leader asked Jesus to come heal his daughter who was sick. And he said, I'll do that. And as they're walking along the road and getting near the house, then one of his servants come running out and says, don't bother the master anymore. Your daughter is dead. And can you imagine? I can't even imagine. What kind of noise is that? What kind of distraction is that? Because you would ha- you would immediately hang your head. Oh, my God. And give so up. What's the use? You would have really have done that. Not realizing that he has the power to raise the dead. Not realizing that he has told you that I will come heal. And that's exactly what's ha- what happened happens is that when and but this is what really got me as well with that verse when when the uh, servant came out of the house and says don't bother the master that your daughter is dead Jesus immediate just immediately just as he immediately grabbed Peter and drew him up out of the water he immediately turned to the the synagogue leader and says only believe and so that's what he is only believe he said he said don't be afraid just believe and she will be healed. Come on now. And she will be healed because he realized the noise, the distractions. And, you know, the man didn't mean no harm. He only went by for he what was, he saw. And that's the thing. So that's what we should talk about. Those were the facts. Yes. That the daughter had died. I mean, by every medical account, she had stopped breathing and she had died. So they're just bringing to the man the facts. But sometimes the facts are contrary to the problem promise that God has given you. And when the facts are contrary to the promise that God has given you, you better go with the word of God. Uh, Whose report will you believe? That's exactly what it means. Who report? Whose report will you believe? And and so that's what, what basically he is saying. Now, when he says, don't bother the rabbi, your daughter is dead. He, he looked at Jesus as just a teacher. But that's he true. had when he went back and when he healed the Kinda daughter, like Mary and Martha. 
You know, if you had come before our brother died, you could have healed him. That's right. And Jesus said, whoa, 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 whoa. I am the resurrection. That's right. So they saw him as a healer, but not a resurrector. That's right. And this man saw him as a teacher. That's right. But not a healer. Right. But but when he went in and he healed the daughter, now, now they all believe. He has, now he has a greater revelation as to who this man is. He's not only a teacher. But he is, he has the power to heal. And that's, I believe, you know, God knew but, what but was going to happen. But listen, you, the distractions that had come to distract the, I think it was Jarius was his name. The distractions that had come to distract him, you know, by saying, don't bother the teacher anymore. Your daughter is dead. And Jesus said, whoa, 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 whoa. you just believe. Concentrate mm-hmm. on me. Fix you your believe. eyes on me. Because, and you know why? It goes to the scripture that said he sent his word and his word can't come back void. Jesus is the word made flesh. He is is on a mission to do a healing That's right. and he can't come back without the healing That's being right. done so he had to look to Jarius and say listen you hold up right here you you don't listen Only to that believe. distraction because I'm on my way to accomplish what I have set out to do That's right. and I must accomplish it before I come back That's right. and when he got to Jarius's house LJ Renee you remember what he did he said y'all got to get out of here because listen I don't need anything Any distracting me That's right. y'all get out of here he put them and out of the, the house was, was wailing, wailing crying, crying and, and they wailing. were laughing when they said well he, she's just sleep Listen, and they started laughing he said get out he get out and that's what we need to do lj renee we spirit. need to put some stuff out yes. you've been entertaining and allowing things to dwell in your presence that need to be out the enemy is mocking you and laughing at you and speaking doubt over you Come you on. need to align yourself with those that speak life and speak faith you need to align yourself with those who trust in the word of god and everything else you need to get it out of your life get it out of your space so that you might align yourself with the word of God that's why he said we walk by faith and and not by by sight sight. by sight the girl is dead by sight I'd be wailing too by sight it is funny when by sight I don't have the money I don't have the money by sight I'm not gonna make this deadline by sight I'm not qualified for this job by sight I should be defeated but we when I walk by faith and put sight out of my mind, I've got to say greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. All things are possible if only I can believe. When I walk by faith, I put everything else put out the out. house That's and right. I watch him raise to life that which you said was dead, but he said but was see, asleep. But see what I'm seeing you doing even in this illustration and putting that in the, putting that spirit out, that spirit of distraction is that you're using the word of God and therefore casting out that spirit that comes to distract. Now Satan seeks to distract us in any way possible and in 1 Peter Peter 5 and 8, it says, be sober. Now, this is what he's speaking to us. He says, be sober. Be of a sound mind. Clear your mind. Mm. He said, be vigilant. Be diligent. He said, because our adversary is, is, is the devil is like a roaring lion walketh about. He's looking. Seeking whom he may devour. Now, he's seeking and looking for that door to be open. He's already thrown the, the dart of doubt. 
And he's looking to see if see, it who, sticks. Who opened the door and, and let it in? Door, who let me in? Because when you open the door and give him access, he walks right in. If someone's knocking at your door and you open the door, you just invite them in. But when he knocks, you got to say, hey, there's no room in this inn. God has already filled this house with all of his power and glory. And my faith is what should I be? I should be walking on and relying on. You've got to put your trust trust and confidence in the power of an unseen God. I know it's difficult. This mm. is a lesson for me too. Me too. I know it's hard, but we've got to focus on trusting in God and moving the distractions out. It's not always easy, but my prayer to God is help me, teach me how to sleep in the midst of the storm. The storm is raging. It's causing distraction. If I listen to, have you ever heard a real boisterous storm we had one a couple of weeks ago and I mean the lightning and thunder are crackling the house content seems to be shaking the windows seem to be rocking the trees are swaying matter of fact I got a tree that needs to get pulled up right now because the lightning struck it and half of it fell down because the storm was boisterous and sometimes it's hard to sleep in that storm it's easy to be distracted but my prayer for me and my prayer for you is Lord teach me how to sleep in the midst of that storm let the thunder be my comfort let the lightning be my guide let the waves that rise around me hold me gently through the night for the winds that seem against me push me If I run from the trial, my God, I'll never rest if I don't chase your heart. And that's the truth. And because I remember that not too, not too long ago, matter of fact, it was just seemed like I was being bombarded, being bombarded with situations. And, 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 and my response was coming out fr- of like frustrations. I was beginning to say some things that I should not say, but it was coming because of frustration. When you are Faced with a trial, this is the time when you will find rest and comfort when you run to him. And the other part, it says, sometimes the path, it may take me through the fire. But if it's your desire, lead me straight into the storm. Mm. My God, I mean, that's that's confidence and trust because it is in the storm when we really do understand the power of God and the peace of God that rests upon us. We can tell someone else to rest. 
We can tell to give someone else advice, but it's not until you really have gone through that mm. thing that you can really empathize or you can really appreciate. understand and appreciate one, the power of God and appreciate you going through that thing and appreciate the part that I came out as pure gold. I came out with an understanding that he is my rest, that he is my peace, that he is my burden bearer, that he is the one that I can come and speak to. He is the truth. He is God. And so when you go through those things, as this song was saying, that when the thunder came, it was my comfort. Mm. Now, who would say something like that? He says, when the lightning came, it was my guide. And he says, let the waves that rise around me hold me gently through the night my god now that is a song of faith because now he understands that when he's going through that storm it's building that relationship and understanding with god it's almost like the 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 prayer of moses who said i'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the lord than to dwell in the tent of the wicked what the songwriter is saying Mm. is listen i'd rather go through the storm with jesus than to be sitting on that quiet shore by myself because when i go through with jesus as you you read in the lyrics, he can make the thunder my comfort and the lightning my guide. If I go through the storm with Jesus, he can turn that which was meant for evil around for my good. When I go through the storm with Jesus, he will flip the and script. And keep my eyes on and him. And keep my eyes that's on the, him. That's the key. That's the key. He will flip the script and that which was meant to harm you will be that which is going that to build you up. That which is meant to harm you, as this says, pushed me right into his arms. Right into and, his I mean, And you, you know think, it's true. No, it's absolutely true. And that's what happens when the devil says, how many times are you going to try this trick? When every time you try it, it might be a different method, but, but it has the same result. It pushed me right, right in the arms and, of Jesus. And remember when G, when Job was going through his affliction, when you would, you know, you start reading that for the first time. You done read it a hundred times now, but when you read that for the first time and all the calamity that came upon Job, you were sure to think that you were going to read next that he looked at God and wagged his fist in disgust and anger. But what the Bible says is that he fell on his face and worshiped God. Now he did have have his his test and his trial but even at the end of the chapter the bible says again he went to god and said i abhor myself Mm. i have spoken of things that i didn't know anything about things that were too wonderful to me so the storm pushed him into the arms of the Lord. My God. And that's what it is when, when the storms of life, I mean, they come, you know, we can look at it and say, those, those are distractions and they are distractions. It keeps you from your eyes from being fixed on the Lord. But you know, after you have battled in that storm, have you ever seen something that's been caught up in a whirlwind and you can see it flipping all around It loses control. It cannot, it cannot stop. Only time it can stop is when the storm, stops and that some of you are feeling that you're caught up in a whirlwind and it's flinging you all around if one moment you you're dealing with this situation and the next moment you're dealing with that situation and another time you're dealing with another and it just seems like you're caught up in a whirlwind one thing I do know that he will lift that heavy burden and I'm telling you that that distractions come to drive you I look at it to drive you straight into his arms and you know as the scripture so wonderfully says I mean it's almost poetic 
the, the way that it is written in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4. It says we are troubled on every side. Yes. You will have trouble on every side. Everywhere you look, there could be trouble, but you are not going to be distressed. You're not going to be left without a help and a hope in God. You might even be perplexed, but you will not be in despair. You might be persecuted, but you will never be forsaken. You might be cast down, but you will never be destroyed. Do not allow the distractions of life to cause you to run away from God, but turn that thing around and let the distractions of life, the storms of life, send you running into the arms of God. Let the enemy that thinks he has uh, beaten you and thinks he has defeated you, let him taste the taste of defeat once again at the hand of your God when it looks like your defeat is imminent and it looks like your demise is upon you. You put your trust and confidence in God and watch him snatch from the jaws of defeat your victory once again. Watch him nail to the cross the affliction you are enduring. Watch him remind the enemy that you belong to him and greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. All this trouble has come that it might point you to God and make you realize that God is the greatest power in the universe and there is nothing too hard for him. Let the distractions be where they are. Do what they may, but you keep your focus on Jesus Christ and he will strengthen you. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he will strengthen your heart. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this message. Today we know that it has ministered to many hearts, dear Father, and we are the first partakers, dear Father, of this word. Anything that's going on in our lives, oh Father God, we seek your face for the answer. We seek your face, dear Father, for wisdom, oh God, because you're able, dear Father, to defy the facts. You're able, dear Father, to shift the atmosphere. You're able, dear Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, to bring forth your provision unto us out of nowhere. You're able to do it, God, because you're God. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, help us to keep our eyes fixed upon you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Help us to be reminded of your word, O oh God, that spoke and that you speak and say, we walk not by sight, but by faith, O oh Father, that we take our eyes off of the things that we see, O oh God, and put our eyes upon you and the word that you deliver unto us. Thank you, O God, for being mindful of who we are, God. For you know that we are just mere flesh, Father God. But God, we are are made, dear Father, perfect in your sight, O God. For you have provided a way out, dear Father. You said that you provide a way of escape, dear Father God, when our eyes are set up on you. So we thank you. Next week will be the last week that this program airs on Columbus Joy 107.1 FM. For information on where you can catch future broadcasts of this program, please go to our website, www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Thank you. We 
thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? For information on this program, on how you can subscribe to or access previous podcasts of this broadcast, visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Until next time.